podcast about you i would like if you could provide the listeners with an introduction about yourself keep it as long or as short you want no okay so i'll keep it short um uh i'm a 28 year old lawyer hailing from india and um, currently i am in switzerland um pursuing studies but i'm also a poet and that is something that i do for my heart and i published a book called odari back in 2017 um so yeah you can in one line i can say i am a corporate lawyer surviving the monotony of you know money minting and all that um by falling back on my superpower poetry and that's what i call it the superpower beautiful beautiful it was a fun packed introduction ideally <laughs> Okay. So, by the way, introducing myself, I'm 19, and my name is Tatya Agniyotri, and I am pursuing journalism and mass communication. Oh wow! Yeah, and Vishwas Bhaiya and I both of us run Do It Lit along with many other members, and mm-hmm. I was personally uh, behind him that I wanted to. So, starting with the questions, we'll keep it as informal and interesting. Why do you think that people write poetry? Okay, um, there can be like a multiple reasons. Of course, everybody has their own story, but um, I think it all boils down to one thing: that poetry is one of the most beautiful forms of self-expression, and one of the most beautiful forms to vent out your feelings. This is something which connects everyone, one and everyone. So I think this is why most people write poetry. Okay, so uh, what are your hacks to poetry? Like, what was your initial hack? What hacks do you tell to people now if you sit down? Okay, um, this is something that I discovered during my process of growing as a poet. Um, one of the hacks is to just be very observant to your surroundings. You will find so many elements. in and around you and you can use them like it could be as simple as a pen and a paper or a tree right outside your window or anything like that like the small minor things that we have around us use them use those elements use those devices in your poems and you will get a good poem so is there a particular kind of an ice breaker that you tell people during the workshops that you conduct or like you know in general suppose that you have to give me an ice breaker is to the you and i we start doing poetry now i'm here to give you an ice breaker ice breaker how to um, get yourself started with poetry writing or like general conversation i guess uh, how to start yourself writing a poetry maybe for the first time or maybe after a break Okay. Um. Then I would uh, start off with asking something, uh, some event that happened recently, or maybe in the last week or in the last ten days with you, which made you feel something. Maybe, um, a bit annoyed or a bit sad or or maybe happy and ecstatic. So any event of that sort. Great. So there's one question that I definitely wanted to ask you. Is there a difference between the poetry one speaks and the poetry one performs? Given that you have also been performing at places and writing. Um. Okay. <laughs> This is a trick question. I think. Um. Poetry. I think performing poetry is a very new thing that we have like recently started doing. Uh, it's like not a very old, um, 
art, I would say. So performance is more related to, um, you have to captivate the audience attention when you're performing a poetry. And uh, so that is something, the key element in poetry performance. Even when I have performed, when I perform a poetry piece, then I always keep in mind that I am talking to somebody. I want their attention. I just don't want it to be a monotonous thing. And um, I'm not sure about poetry speaking, honestly. Um, I, yeah, I'm not really sure about how is that different because I have only performed poetry um, whenever given a chance at any event or I have written poetry, like the book that I've written. Okay. And what's so special about written poetry? Okay. Um, that's my favorite kind. That's <laughs> I love uh, reading poetry than listening to poetry. So um, there are so many things which you can do with this visual art. It's basically a visual art. You are, you're seeing it in front of you. So you can play with words. You can play with the formation of lines. You can play, play with sentences. You can... Um, line breaks and uh, so many things there and you can add illustrations to them so you like you have the entire space to yourself and you can just flow and you can expand and you can contract in whichever way you want because the page is yours so I personally love 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 writing um, writing poetry basically visual poetry so it's it won't be wrong if we say that poetry is one that but one kind of uh, like one form of writing which provides you with the most freedom absolutely yes definitely i mean uh, yeah i don't think i can add anything better to that when you said that it, it provides us the okay. most like, beautiful form of freedom so uh, you are a lawyer but you ended up also writing poetry it must have been hard to manage what should yes. a person like what should a poet or a start like a person who's a newbie do when he has decided to write poetry or when he has decided that he finally wants to compile his poetry like what how what was your kickstart into it how would you say for example recommend me to start and how did all this happen like not necessarily about your journey but how one should approach it uh, okay so that first of all it depends on what do you want out of this um, art form do you want to be a published poet or you just want it um, just for something that you do for your passion and nothing, um, no monetary uh, outcome you, you are looking for? So that really makes a difference in how you're going to take this art form forward. Um, I'll just give my example because that's the only example that I have. Um, I initially started writing only for, for fun and um, I had a blog. I did not intend on... Um, making it a big thing a big deal honestly but then gradually when um, i shifted to instagram and i wanted to take it forward because i was enjoying it more then my aim or my um, process of growth shifted a bit towards how to expand my audience so you can say that you know if so if i were to give a suggestion to a person i would first ask what is your ultimate aim of course if you're just very new to this art form or very new to any art form my suggestion my go-to tip is to work on your art for yourself forget about the audience forget about the market and everything that will eventually grow but first you really need to be happy about what you're reading there have been times i'm sorry i'm going to blabber a bit about this but there have been times um when i did not really enjoy enjoy my you know poems that i was writing 
But um, so I never shared those poems. I went back and back and back and worked on them. And when I was happy, then I used to post them. And that was something which really made me like I had the satisfaction in my heart that okay some good pieces out in the world so at the end of the day whatever poems came out on my page were poems that I was really proud of it didn't matter if they were not taken well or by somebody or someone but what mattered the most is that I enjoyed it so I think that is the key thing if you want to grow in your art just make sure that you are enjoying your art and you're not doing it for the world because that is a secondary step it will follow believe me followers you will get followers, you will get audience, everything will follow. So the first step should be that we enjoy our poetry. Validation should be the second point. Absolutely. Validation, this entire concept is very new. It just sprouted with the social media. Um, I think, yeah, the boom that we've had in social media. But before that, there was no system of seeking validation. We used to write for ourselves, like scribbling in our diaries and all that. <laughs> So uh, you would recommend people to write for themselves, even if it takes years. And then when you are satisfied with your thing, you go next. Because I've yes. seen people uh, feel that their kind of a poetry is not liked by people, so they avoid writing it. Actually, I do get a lot of questions regarding this, a lot of DMs from people asking how should we gain followers and how should we expand our growth? I always tell them, listen, please don't, don't doubt your art. Whatever you're doing, do it for yourself first. This is what I followed. It worked for me, you know, thankfully. And um, I think this is a very important thing. If you want to grow in something, you have to be passionate about it for yourself first. It should make you happy first. Rest, everything will follow. Fame or no fame. True. So, uh, but uh, what else, like, you know, the first part, a point is that we should follow our passion. What comes next? Okay, what comes next in the growth process is um, always try experimenting with things. Do not get, um, don't stick to one line, one uh, way forward. Just try experimenting. If you're doing good in one thing, which is great excellent but always keep your options open keep keep experimenting like for me also i did not just start writing this short form of form of poetry i started off with writing longer versions with different schemes rhyming schemes and all that i experimented a lot i started writing haiku and Jap other japanese form of poetry like tankai nonic poetries and then gradually i discovered that this is my niche area, you can call. This is something that I like and I'm good at and I'm enjoying reading. So experiment with your work. That is the second step. You need to keep experimenting. Unless, otherwise, you, you wouldn't know that there are so many things you can learn about. Talking specifically about poetry, is it necessary to understand all the forms of poetry before you actually start writing it? Um, I think it just depends on how um, open you are as a person to other forms of poetry. Because like I said, this, like you also mentioned, this is one form which gives us the most freedom. Of course, we have the most freedom in this, in this art form. But again, when you start learning about this um, in detail, you will find that there are so many things we can, we can like, work on or we can grow in that direction. For me, for example, I was 
literally surprised when back in college i learned about this haiku form of poetry i had no idea it was something that he knew for me i just randomly found it on google started reading about it i was so impressed so i would say that it's a good thing to do to read about it and uh, to read more poets classical poets and the contemporary poets and learn about this art and if you're passionate about it you will enjoy it it shouldn't be like a task mm-hmm. and what would you specifically like to teach about your kind of uh, poetry is like if uh, say for example you write short short form poetry right so imagine you are teaching me and you want to teach me in short about short form poetry what do you have to say about it um the first thing i would tell you is to forget about um the basic stringent rules of um, poetry writing just forget about it and one tip that i will give you is uh, that i've also given in some workshops um consider writing poetry as not something which you have to uh, make it like a flow or anything you you just whatever you're thinking just put it into paper and you can definitely work on that you know the one thing that i really like about this art and i we were never taught about this in school actually and i i feel sad sometimes that we were never taught and we were taught like classic poets um with the uh, good rhyming schemes and all that i have no objection to that um but what we should have been taught about is that poetry is like i think i've mentioned this in my book and so many times at other interviews as well it is so much more than uh, flowery words and um like complex writing it's not that it's so much beyond that it's um, i'm going to say it again <laughs> it's as simple as um, breathing and as complex as living that is poetry so if you know that you can definitely identify yourself with simpler forms of poetry as well you will be able to connect to the words simpler words it doesn't have to be like a flowery thing and uh, that would be my most that is actually my most favorite tip to give beautiful <laughs> but uh, we have also like though we talked about passion and then experimenting we have seen yes. you grow tremendously on your social media what are the certain tips and tricks and why did you opt it and how and where mm-hmm. should a uh, new poet say for example if i want to boom mm-hmm. not necessarily for the social media point of it but because i want to boom over social media what are your tips and tricks associated to poetry when like you know it's very yes. niche yet you have a community of your own so how did you manage it okay so that's an important step actually in the process of growth third step um yes so um very important thing to do is so uh, to interact with your readers interact with your followers um build your community by interacting with other fellow poets you will learn a lot you will be impressed and uh, surprised to see so many beautiful poets on instagram who deserve a lot more recognition would is a lot more fame um if you can say that um and you'll be happy to see them doing what you are doing so connect with poets with followers interact with them and there are so many options on instagram how you can uh, interact with the uh, followers by sharing uh, stories and question answers and all that and ask about your followers how are they feeling what is what something that they like or is there anything that they have to share things like that so use it use the tool it's a very good tool great but i have a like you know very opinionated question over here <laughs> okay. as a person i've always had a grudge with people stereotyping poetry to certain genres what are your mm-hmm. views on that 
people who like stick to one genre of poetry you're saying yeah and the stereotype it's say for example people uh, generally link poets to sadness <laughs> okay something like yeah that. i have been a person who never write poetry that are sad and it's hard yes. to people <laughs> okay so you're one person who has never written sad poetry yes <laughs> that's good um see stereotypes are there everywhere in every field um poets also have that poets also face that stereotype for in fact uh, instagram poets face a lot of stereotype to be honest okay you are an instagram poet uh, you're not you're not serious about this i have never paid heed to this and i'm actually lucky in this way because uh, i never really faced this sort of a criticism uh, anybody coming up to me and saying oh she's just an instagram poet thankfully that has never happened personally um but i have seen uh, my fellow poets face this criticism and i've seen they have like so beautifully they have dealt with these situations by actually not caring about what they're saying and in fact changing the definition you know from putting a negative connotation to the instagram poets phrase they have instead modified and made it into a positive connotation which i think is a very good thing to do just take the criticism and turn it into a positive thing so if somebody calls us instagram poets then make it like a positive thing that yes even the instagram poets have the capacity to shift worlds to move things and to make you feel something while you're sitting in your home in on your bed and far away from that person so we have that capacity we have the strength so yes we are instagram poets and yes we do sometimes write sad poetry but uh, that's just a stereotypical thing you know i mean just don't pay heed to it that's my <laughs> suggestion great and is there any one particular skill set that you believe that you built during writing poetry or you had because of which you write poetry that you would like to share with people one skill set uh, okay i mentioned this in the beginning uh, i'm i'm a very observant person i observe a lot of things happening around me um and um, so I, i have been asked this question like most of my poems are they based out of my personal life experiences no that is not the answer as an observant i observe a lot and uh, most of my poems are based on empathy then sympathy um so that is one a very handy tip i can say that you can you should observe things around you and you will find so many stories and poems so there's no doubt that if we call observing as the crux of writing poetry absolutely absolutely you can get amazing uh, pieces when you start looking around great so now just to cool down things a bit i have uh, like you know i have some rapid fire questions that are quite okay. personal you something like why the name kodari to your poetry book okay uh, that's the first question uh kodari because um i it's punjabi word it means to fly and i come from a punjabi background my nani ma my grandmother she was also poet and um so i wanted a word which links me to my uh, background and uh, because this is my first book so i wanted like a small tribute to my 
um, my lineage and my the women in my family, Punjabi women in my family. So that's our daughter, Udari. Beautiful. Even I'm a Punjabi and I feel so nice hearing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the meaning. A lot of many people ask what what does it mean. So it's an exotic word. <laughs> True. The next question is, how do you manage being Vinati the lawyer as well as Vinati the writer? Like, it must be conflicting to the mind. One, <laughs> one place you have to be firm and then with poetry comes the softness, yet the softness. How do you manage it? Yes, so um, uh, I can share a funny anecdote. So there have been times when, uh, now I'm not working, but when I was working in India as a lawyer, so there have been times when I was uh, about to enter into a very high five meeting and with senior ministry officers. And um, I had just like, I don't know how our brains work, honestly, like how our brains seriously, how how can we manage this? Even I don't know. And right before entering the meeting, so some thoughts just came up in my mind and I just quickly jotted down and uh, that later turned out to be a good poem. I don't remember which one, but but yeah, I mean, I have these scenarios and, and sometimes while waiting for a matter to be heard in Supreme Court, uh, I remember I had a copy and a pen and I was just like, scribbling something which again turned out to be a good poem so I, we have erratic uh, schedules and erratic mind status to be honest okay great yeah. have there been times when you literally zoned out of your court and started writing poetry yes i have done that i i have yeah multiple times and not just in court like i said i i used to attend a lot of meetings with various um, senior um, um officers of government of India. So in those meetings um, or before the meetings and all that, with the, all the pressure in my head, I don't know how I, how I managed to get zoned out and started scribbling some lines. And yeah, yeah, that has happened a lot. So my one last question is, what has been one of those best moments with writing poetry or with Udari? Like one of those best moments you made so far? I think there are too many. Even that launch of Udari was one of the best moments. It was actually one of the most magical moments and uh, of my life so far. Like how everything um, everything around me was working in some magical ways for me to let the, like, publish the book myself. So it was a very magical experience. I was working. I had a very um, heavy workload during those days. But somehow... Um, and I had I had a launch coming up in Dubai, the book launch. I had to finish my um, the book before that, and I had to get arrange copies, arrange ISBN numbers, and all that or everything. So the most magical thing, if somebody asks me about Udari, is the launch of Udari, which was back in 2017. And I was just like an Instagram poet in double quotes <laughs> back then, and. Um, it worked out pretty well. Uh, yeah, so that's my happy memory. Great. And uh, like coming back to like this particular question drives us back to our conversation. So how did you plan it out from like, you know, sitting and finally sitting on a desk to writing yeah. poetry to like finally going to manage it out? Like, was there some kind mm-hmm. of a support from behind or were you like, what, what, how was it? How did it all happen? So I'll start with one statement that I made back in 2015. I was I randomly um, said something to one of my colleagues back in 2015 uh, that hey, you know what? Um, I I'm planning, or I want to. You know, I'm not even. I wasn't even planning to be honest. I just said I want to publish a book when I 
by the time I turned 25, just randomly said something. I forgot about it completely. It just slipped off my mind too that I have to write a book. Then I started um, collating all my poems because I was on Instagram and there's no way to collate all your poems. In Blogger, you can you can save everything, but on Instagram, you cannot. It's just post a picture and you're done. So I started collating all my poems and I was I didn't realize that I was actually collating a manuscript. I was actually working on a manuscript. Um, so uh, the, by the launch of Udari was scheduled, um, it was in August when I first got this invitation. Um, I had no idea about the book or anything. I just knew that, you know, if sometime in the future I'm going to write a book, maybe in a couple of years down the line, I'm going to call it Udari. That's all I knew. Nothing else, nothing at all. So I literally compiled the entire book in two months, one and a half or two months. It was very sudden and very spontaneous. And thankfully, thanks to you and so many other people who had already started supporting my work on Instagram. So my market had or outreach had already uh, grown. And uh, so that part was thankfully done already. So I only had to just publish the book. So it was very spontaneous. It was sudden because, you know, I had the opportunity to visit Dubai and uh, the timeline was very tight. So I just had to work things around. Great. So like, you know, uh, let's, um, for example, imagine this is a workshop. You okay. need to uh, sort of, you know, tell people, like, you know, share tips and wrap up all what you said. Like you have something to teach me and you need to wrap it out in the five six pointers what would you like to say as a writer or as a poet or as a performing poet um, be observant observe things around you don't just stick to uh, the stereotypical emotion sadness and happiness there are a lot many emotions which we can discover and um, second is um, write for yourself yes you will get success and fame it will come it will follow there's a lot to learn. You need to interact a lot with other poets and followers. In fact, it's not just about interacting, it's about supporting the community uh, to destroy the stereotypical negative connotations of Instagram poets. And um, last but not the least is enjoy your work. It's a journey. Take criticism as it comes and do not, do not ever doubt your art. You know, this is the only thing that um, helps us keep going when life gets a bit rough. So do not leave its hand uh, when things are going uh, not the way you want them to. But just believe in your art and you will. That's my last tip. One last question. When yes. do you realize and how do you realize that this is the time I need to do it? What is that feeling that you like, you know, how to realize about that feeling? How do you come down to this particular thing, like, okay, time. now is the time. How do you now come to Now is the time that I have to write a poem or like what? Probably write a poem over here or maybe publish. Next step that we have to take, like now we have to take things forward now this time. Okay, um, so I believe in like little voice in our head that keeps talking. I believe in that. People call it gut feeling um, and all with different names and everything. So you will, um, you will, Feel it in your, you know, in your heart. There's this uh, some uh, emotion that rises up in your chest, and you feel like, no, this is not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I need to do more. 
there's a lot I can do. Like when I switched to Instagram, I knew that I have to do something because I was not enjoying it. So once you stop enjoying what you do, I think that is the moment that you realize that is the aha moment, what we call in haiku poetry, when you realize that you need to move forward. This is not it.